All right, welcome in Cube Show Podcast, College Football Podcast. Usually comes to you on Sunday. We're back here in the office, as you guys know. Always brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Um, we got a lot to get to today. I, I don't even really know where to focus, where to place the emphasis on today's show because the portal has been so crazy. Um, not as many guys coming into the portal, mostly guys going out, which if they're not going to end up at schools that we don't talk about, it's not really a lot of things we're going to spend a ton of time on anyway. So we'll get to a couple guys coming in, some of the big losses going out, some coaching changes, and just an overall conversation on what's happening in the portal anyway. Um, so we got a couple things to get to there. Maybe uh, discuss a couple of teams and in, in who we hear like that they're going after a couple of different things like that. You guys do know we're brought to you by Wickles Pickles each and every week. Wickedly delicious. You can find them in your grocery store. Uh, if they're not there in your grocery store, obviously go to Wickles.com. Use promo code CUBE, C-U-B-E, save 15% off. We've always got jars here. We snack on them. Uh, go to Wickles Pickles on Instagram, at Wickles Pickles. And um, they got all kind of recipes, different things you can use them for. A lot of different things taking place. Let's start with, well, before we get into to players and teams, start with what's happening in the portal right now. Because I do think there's a little bit of a misconception with a guy goes in, all of a sudden he's not happy. He doesn't like coach. Him and coach disagree. He doesn't like new coach. Um, that's not really always what it is. Yeah, there's some younger guys that want more playing time. They're trying to move out. It's a little bit of a problem. Um, I, I do think there are guys that are disgruntled for one way or the other. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. There are some guys that the coaches are telling them straight up, you need to go in the portal. Like, we don't need you. They want that space to be able to bring another guy in. All that's taken place. But the majority of what is happening, especially with players that you've heard of from certain schools, a lot of players that we'll mention today, what is taking place there is they're essentially just putting themselves on the open market. And that includes the, their current school. So they're going in saying, hey, we think we're worth this. We think we're worth that. Um, you can either match it or I'll stay here and see how many other coaches want to talk to me. Or you can make an offer and I'm going to feel these other offers and I'm going to end up wherever I want. Um, I asked a buddy of mine that, that is in recruiting not too long ago, about a week ago. I said, how many guys are going places because they really like the place? Like they love the place and, you know, they're kind of finding money that's sort of equal anywhere, everywhere. And he's like, uh. He said, probably still more than you think, but maybe less than half. So, I mean, it's it's crazy to think about. So that's just, I do think there's a little bit of a misconception of why a lot of these guys are doing a lot of the different things that they're doing and why certain guys are hitting the portal. I know for me personally, like A&M, for example, I know scheme is, is a big part of it and just new coach, turnover, whatever. Um, but I saw some of those names and you immediately just say, whoa, like we all kind of fall victim to it. We all fall, fall for it to a certain extent, but I don't think it's because they don't like the guys coming in. They just, they want to see how they can maximize their value. And what's going to happen to a lot of these guys is they're going to go in. Current coach is going to get angry, not going to put up as big of a deal, not going to put up as big of a fight. And they're not going to find equal or greater money somewhere else. And they're going to lose their spot. because they got to go in and fight somewhere else. Maybe they think they get a spot just because they're new, but we've seen that not work at a lot of different places. Like that's the one thing that I think a lot of kids are not necessarily taking in and considering before they leave is that sweat equity, so to speak, that they put in certain places. It doesn't always matter. Uh, I've told you guys a story of Coach Saban told us, he said that you, know, you guys see eight or ten guys leave from our team that weren't starting 
But what you have to understand is those are guys we were going to lean on. Those are guys provided depth. Those are guys that knew how to practice here. We get new players in. We have to teach them all that. They have to understand our scheme. They have to understand our verbiage. They have to know the drills we go through. So instead of just going through and they know what practice is going to look like and what the drills are called, we have to teach them all that. That takes time. That's time away from developing the guys that were on the roster before. So I, I do think a lot of players probably either discount or don't think that that sweat equity is important at a certain place. It's, I mean, you could call it familiarity also. Just the day-to-day process of how to do things, what to deal with, who to go to, how things work. That includes practice. That includes film. That includes terminology. All of that's included. So, And that doesn't apply to a lot of guys, but for some guys, I think it does. All right, let's get into it. Uh, also, you guys know we're brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Uh, the most comfortable denim you'll wear ever. Stretchy, breathable. Had them on this weekend. We were up at um, Gaylord Opryland in Nashville doing the Christmas thing with the kids. I mean, good Lord, first weekend off without football for 18 weeks, and we put ourselves through that. It was fun, though, and it was beautiful, and it was nice. But that place is a freaking zoo. Actually, it's, I mean, it's like wilderness. You get, we, I got lost 10 times in the first eight hours I was there. Like, legit didn't know where I was. I spent more time looking for maps than I did actually taking in sights. It was wild. But um, let's get right into it here. Uh, Blue, oh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. Christmas coming up. They can fit you. If you go to the website now, they'll show you digitally how you can get fit, customized. You're going to love them. They're super comfortable, dressy, casual, the whole nine. All right. So uh, Mississippi State, they hire Coleman Hutzler as the defensive coordinator. Edge defending coach, special teams coach, outside linebacker coach at Alabama. Love this guy. Ton of energy. I think state fans are going to love him. I think he's ready to be a D coordinator. Now, am I going to tell you he's going to be great? I don't know. Hadn't seen him do it at this level yet. But he understands the territory. He understands the recruiting. Obviously, going up against Alabama, uh, he'll have familiarity there with that program. And I think anybody, anytime you can get somebody to work for Nick Saban, there are going to be benefits that come with that. Uh, and he's done a good job on special teams. They've, they've done a few good things there that have been able to help them win games. So I think it's a great get. A lot of energy, fun guy to be around. I know the other coaches that coach with them like him. And I know you just think Will Anderson, Dallas Turner – but I actually do think he's helped some of those edge defenders improve over time. I mean, think about this year, Chris Braswell. He hasn't done anything near what he's doing this year, but he's having a heck of a season. We've seen some other guys kind of bust out and do some different things and improve. Like even Will Anderson improved over the course of his career. So I think it's a good get. Uh, some of the guys going to the portal. We know Will Rogers, quarterback's in the portal. Now Woody Marks says he's going to go to the portal. Uh, you know, Buki and Jet, the two linebackers, are going to be gone. They're going to the NFL. Um, Shad Williams comes in as strength and conditioning coach. Another guy with Alabama ties. Uh, geographically, he'll know the area. And somebody who I know, like Roman Harper was his teammate. Roman raves about this young man. Says he's just incredible. So I think it's another good get uh, for Jeff Lebby and his staff. And then you go get Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin, who has over 5,500 yards in his career, 36 touchdown passes in three years. Um, I think it's a good get. Throws, he can make them all. And he he has experience running a little bit of a different offense, which is what I like, because you get some of these guys in, they can only do all the all the old school Baylor stuff, which is, you know, what Levy runs right now. But I think Blake Shapin has a little bit more mobility than what some of the guys Levy has had in his career. Uh, we saw Dylan Gabriel like against Texas. By the way, Dylan Gabriel's the only big 12 player to have 100 yards against Texas this year. Um but that can help, and that can be added at times, so it's something that can be of benefit. Uh, but I think Shapin's a kid that can make all the throws, a little bit extra mobility. You aren't going to design an entire run package for him and live on it, but he's got it if you need it. 
Uh, and he can make all the throws. A big, strong arm, ton of experience. He'll have one year, but I think that's a good sort of stopgap for Jeff Lebby right now to be able to bring him in, get through this season, figure out who you want to go with and where you want to go after that. So some good things happening there in Starkville. Um, not a ton of news with Georgia as far as guys that are going to be in, guys that aren't going to go. Um, Yazid Haynes, wide receiver, hits the portal. Nylon Green, quarterback, hits the portal. Corner, you're going to have these guys every year. I mean, every team's going to have a couple. It's just not, to me, it's not a huge deal. And next week, we'll probably have a lot more on Georgia, kind of leading into some of the bowl games, talking about those. Um, Texas A&M, I mentioned earlier, it's been brutal. Like safety, Janet Gilbert's in. LT Overton, defensive lineman in. Offensive lineman, Chase Bastanis is in. Uh, but Fidel Diggs hits the portal, defensive lineman. Walter Nolan hits the portal, defensive lineman. McKinley Jackson's going to the NFL. Anaya Smith's going to the NFL. Jake Johnson hits the portal. Oh, you talk about name recognition, production, value. A lot of guys in the portal that could have helped this football team. Doesn't mean some won't be back. It's always possible. Um, but Anaya Smith, kind of a Swiss Army knife, can do so many different things. He had over 1,200 total yards this year. Um, he could have given you a ton of value. Or he's a guy that provided a ton of value. McKinley Jackson thinks going to be a good pro, but it's probably time to just move on. I don't know how much more with his skill set he's going to be able to prove in college. Nolan and Diggs are the two big ones. And Basantis is a guy that can start right now for a lot of teams, could have easily helped. And that group needs help with the way they played last year. I do love the hire of Colin Klein at offensive coordinator. I think you get some of the spread benefit and some quarterback run game with creativity if you have that guy, which we'll see. And then, but you also keep a little bit of old school mentality. Like they've been downhill at Kansas State, a lot of pin and pull. So gap scheme, block back, pull around. But still, like they've played with an edge. Their offensive line's been in the mix for the Joe Moore Award a couple times the last few years. Like we've paid close attention to them. We know what they're all about. I think it's a group that obviously has shown that old school physicality can be there with some new spread concepts. So I like the hire. I think Colin Klein, a great hire at offensive coordinator at A&M. And obviously, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rebuild. It has to be. So expect some names to be in and then expect them to be gone. It's just going to happen because you can also get some back. We'll see how that goes. Um, Tennessee, John Campbell coming back. Huge get over at tackle. Big fan of his. He had our block of the year, uh, that block against Virginia back into the tunnel on read and react. But to have him back for one more year in that system, he'll have a massive year. He'll be extremely highly rated coming back into this. Keenan Peely gets another year. He was banged up, didn't get to play a ton this year, but talking to Coach Banks and some of those guys in the middle of the year when they thought they might get him back towards the end of the season, they were so excited about what he might be able to provide from a leadership and a playmaking standpoint. So that'll be a big get for Tennessee next year. He plans on coming back and playing. You get Brandon Turnage in the portal, but then the oddball one here is Tyler Barron going to the portal because this kid's got 27 career TFLs. That's that's a lot of production. He's been a little up and down, but you talk about an edge defender, slid down inside some this year, a lot of twitch, good frame. He's a kid that can help. He can absolutely help. And this is one that I think where wasn't projected to go first or second round. So come get some NIL money before you do try to go play in the NFL. Um, Old Miss gets a commit from Arkansas linebacker Chris Paul. He can play. This kid's going to help this Old Miss defense. Pete Golden is going to love this young man. Very smart. Football IQ is high. Can run sideline to sideline. I thought they had two of the faster inside linebackers in the SEC last year. Like he can flat get it sideline to sideline. And he's got that physicality that you want and need too. So I think Arkansas upgrades here with Chris Paul and – 
you know, Pete's talked about need a little more size, more physicality at that position. He's going to get it with Chris Paul. Had great production this year. And then Cedric melting a tackle goes into the portal is what it is. It looks like Ole Miss in the mix for Juice Wells, which would be massive for Ole Miss if they can go get him. So from a South Carolina standpoint, Juice Wells in the portal, Mario Anderson's in the portal. It's frustrating because all indications that I've been made aware of is that they went out of their way to make Juice Wells happy. He was also cleared physically to play last year, just didn't want to because he didn't want to re-injure things. He tweets out even that he's coming back. We go into that Kentucky game, and they're like, hey, man, you never know with this kid. He might show up dressed out. We'll see. And he tweets that he wants to come back to Carolina next year, and he's going to be back. Apparently, he was taking some bullets on social media from fans saying that he was just sitting out for the hell of it. Um, Mario Anderson comes in. Can't really play. They find a way to get him in games. He's like super productive. He fits well with that system. And I, I don't really understand what, like, where are you going to go be, and be better? You're still undersized. You still don't have great breakaway speed. Uh, pass protection is not a strength, but you're a good fit for what Carolina was doing last year. And they got it. They found a way to get you going. That Those are the kind of things that I see. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, really? Uh, but hey, it's where we are. It's what's going to happen. Uh, Kentucky true freshman four-star wide receiver Shamar Porter goes in the portal, then comes back out of the portal. So that wide receiver core are going to stay extremely talented for Georgia quarterback Brock Grant Vandergriff, who's a five-star quarterback coming out, hadn't played a ton, not a ton of production, a little bit of mop-up duty. He's got a big, strong arm. He actually levels the ball well. He doesn't come in there and try to throw it 100 miles an hour. Um, had a good sit-down with Matt Jones this week about it. He had me on his show. We talked about it. The processing is going to need to take a few steps. Spring practice is going to be critical for Brock Vandergriff. He's got to be in, be involved, and have an understanding of what's happening. That's big. If that takes place, I think he can help. I think he can be a good fit for Liam Cohen's system because they can add some of the run stuff like they had with Levis, and this kid's tough as nails. He's not going to slide. He's not going to get out of the way. He is. He's sort of that field general type personality that you want. And that fits the blueprint of what Coach Stoops already has there. So in a lot of different ways, it works and it'll be good. But to get into the reads and the processing, he just he hasn't been the guy yet. So you just it, from what I've been told, it's a little behind, but it can get there. So I think this has a chance to be a good get for Kentucky. Not, but listen, I said the one last year was going to be a great get, and I was wrong about that one. Um, Texas has Isaiah Nayor. Yes, welcome into the podcast, Texas and Oklahoma. This is like your official welcome. Since the regular season's over, I know we have the postseason, but we're going to talk a lot about playoffs here in the next few weeks. But I'd like to officially welcome Texas and Oklahoma into Cube Show as you are now part of our family. Welcome. Um, Texas has Isaiah Nayor go in. He's been banged up for a while. This kid, apparently, talking to coaches there, is as physically gifted as anybody they've ever seen, especially at his size. He's a mammoth wide receiver. He can help if he's healthy. Same thing with Jalen Catalan, safety, formerly of Arkansas, who goes in the portal. I don't know what difference he would have made with the struggles they're having this year because he's not not so much a cover guy, but he can clean up a lot and he can allow you to do a lot of different things up front. And uh, with the way he plays the run and even in pressure packages, if healthy, again, he can help. DB Xavier Rice also hits the portal for Texas. Alabama gets to Corey Brooks in the portal. Had the huge catch at Auburn a couple of years ago. Talent. I know they like him. I know they thought he could help, but there haven't been a, a, a ton of balls to a ton of different receivers this year. And the tight ends have gotten a little bit more involved. So you can see where maybe he thinks he can go somewhere else and get more targets. Maybe who knows Tyler Buckner also in the portal as a lacrosse player, you figure that out for yourself. Don't even know exactly how that works, what that means from a football perspective, but 
He's going back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse, which he hasn't played since high school, I think is what I read. I, I don't I really know what's happening with this, but either way. Um, Oklahoma, Michigan State offensive tackle Spencer Brown commits. Um, 6 6 3, 10, I've watched him. Um, needs to work on his bend a little bit. But in that system, he'll be a great fit for what they do. Um, he does a lot of the similar things that they do now. He's got a little bit of a mean streak. Gets out of his toes a little bit. Gets overextended, but he's got a great punch when he lands it. Good lateral movement. He's got pretty good agility. So playing under Bill Beatenbow with his skill set, he's got a chance to help right away, which is good because um, you get linebacker Dennis Tutsman, um, Andrew Rain is going to go the portal center, and Tyler Guyton tackle. Or, I mean, go the NFL, and Tyler Guyton tackle all going to go the NFL. So you got a linebacker and two offensive linemen going to the NFL. Dylan Gabriel's in the portal. You got Edge, Reggie Grimes going to the portal. It's Jackson Arnold time, right? I mean, this is it. Like, going to get the shot in the bowl game, going to get to see him. Uh, some of the things people have told me about him are very wow-worthy. Like quotes from coaches on how talented this kid is and compared to what else they've seen, it's up there. It's way up there. So I've actually got that bowl game. I'm really excited to see him and kind of help welcome Oklahoma into the SEC. But I'm glad you guys are all of a sudden with us now. Um, Florida gets Princely, Umanlayan, edge defender, into the portal. Don't get it. Thought he was going to go to the NFL. Great quickness, great twitch, good bend, undersized. Um, was on the move a lot this year. Maybe that hurt him. I don't know. Did he get a chance to just rush north and south enough? I thought so. Maybe he thinks he needs to do that somewhere else. Maybe this is an NIL play. I, whatever. Um Chris McClellan, defensive lineman's in the portal. ATN's at the portal, which ATN really started coming on towards the end of last season. We really saw him become the feature back at times, which we didn't know if he was going to be that. So he's going to be a guy that can make some good money because he's going to be able to be of use. Even if you have a number one running back right now that's a bit of a workhorse, he's a great changeup back. But I think he can be a feature back. He's kind of shown in between the tackle ability in the last couple of years. So he's a big one. Ricky Pearsall going to go to the NFL. Massive loss because you're super young at that position. But Cam Jackson back is a huge get, a monster get for Florida. Single-handedly won the Tennessee game. You heard us talk about him on this show if you paid attention to that episode. Uh, you can build the defense around him because he's that big and bad inside. He's that problematic inside. Don't pay attention to the TFLs and the sacks and look at the box scores. He goes beyond that. He occupies offensive linemen. He dents the pocket. He makes life difficult. He allows you to play a lighter box. Those are all big advantages against today's college football offenses. So massive get for Florida, getting Cam Jackson back. Rocket Sanders in the portal for Arkansas. Um, we keep kind of waiting to hear about KJ. I haven't heard anything definitive. Maybe that changes by the time you watch this. But I hope KJ stays and gives it a shot with Petrino. I think he can help him. I think he can be good. They need some explosiveness at wide receiver. Looks like they got some offensive line help on the way. And having Rocket back would be big. Now, they've got other backs that are fine. Uh, we saw a couple of other backs play some middle late in the season and did okay. So I don't think he's a must-have, but he'd be a nice-to-have. And he could probably help somebody else if he does go. Um uh, Missouri against uh, Toriano Pride from Clemson, cornerback, big get, NFL ability, has played a ton. And in Blake Baker's scheme, you're going to play some man because they're going to pressure a lot and you guys who can cover. You can never have enough good DBs in this day and age anyway. So I think it's a good get for uh, for Missouri, for Blake Baker, for Eli Drinkwitz. Obviously, he can come in. He can help. He's played a ton. He'll have an idea what it's all about right away. Um before I get to LSU, Quincy Wiggins in the portal. That's about the only one we're really going to reference there, but I do want to talk Jaden Daniels for just a moment. Uh, Vanderbilt, whoa, Nelly. Okay, there's two sides to this. 
I'm going to present both because I don't really know exactly how it's going to go just yet. Uh, Dericky Wright played a ton of safety is in. Will Shepard, best receiver the last three years is in. AJ Swan has started at quarterback. Ken Seals has started at quarterback. They're both in. London Humphreys, Jaden McGowan have helped on offense. They're both in. Ethan Barr has played a ton at linebacker. He is in. I think they're up to like 15 players this cycle in the portal and a lot of guys with a ton of production. I hate to see it. I really do. I don't like this because I thought with the talent that had been accumulating and how they had been working with them, you saw where things were going. But Apparently, there's been a couple of big pushes in their collective, and some of this is by choice, by decision, but I need to see where it goes next. If that's the case, I need to see what the replacement looks like because you can't take guys that have been flash players that show an explosive ability and then they they be gone and have experience in your scheme and system and then be gone, and all of a sudden we look at it and we say, oh, that's all good. We have money in our collective, so we're fine. We're good with that doesn't work that way. That's not how it's going to go. So I think we're over 1,500 players in the portal total. This thing is completely out of control. I know I missed some guys. We'll get to some more guys next week. And like I said, as players come in, just like last year, I will study those players, tell you what I see on film, and we'll share that with you. Also, quickly, I want to tell you uh, about Manscaped. You guys have heard me talk about Manscaped a couple different times. Stocking stuffer. There's not a better one than Manscaped. Santa baby. The reason for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched their fifth generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Take care of your special snowflake with the lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer by going to manscaped.com and using code CUBE, C-U-B-E. And I know a lot of you guys laugh at me reading some of these. If you want me to keep reading these ridiculous reads, you need to go to Manscaped and purchase one and use promo code CUBE, or else they're going to stop spending money here. You'll save 20% and get free shipping at the same time. So do it. Mrs. Claus is also going to thank you. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene in a few laughs? Starting with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, crown jewel of the holidays i dare you to say the best ball trimmer of all time because it is the electric ravers advanced skin safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on santa's sack that's what it says so i read it manscape.com promo code cube save 20 percent, free shipping please do it all right finally Jaden daniels he wins the heisman trophy closest vote in a couple of years whatever uh, the voting's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I'm so glad he won it, though, because he deserved it. The award, remember this, because we talk about best player, best player on best team, player with most wins, lost games, can't vote for him, all these other excuses you've seen people throwing out. That big plaque says most outstanding player. And you know who the most outstanding player in college football was this year? Jaden Daniels. Go look at the yards per attempt. Go look at the yards per carry. And if you want to talk about the losses, look what he did in the losses. Oh, he got knocked out against Alabama. Not on him because he was showing out before he did that. He was electrifying. He was exciting. He was a big play generator week after week after week, both on the ground and through the air. Yes, he had elite receivers, but he made the most of them. And if you watch where a lot of those balls hit those receivers, not trying to go back to Manscaped there, you have an understanding that the accuracy was out of control. The deep ball accuracy out of control. He deserved this Heisman Trophy. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got it. I don't have a vote. Read my Twitter profile. It's not on there, so you know I don't have one. I'll never have one because I'd be voting for Orlando Pace and Quinn Williams and Quentin Nelson and guys like that. So they ain't coming my way anytime soon. That's fine. Stay in your elite club. Have fun with it. I still watched it. I still enjoy it. thought the speech was great. I think it's awesome that Bo Nix was there. 
proud of the fact that he's been able to bounce back. Had a really good year. He just didn't have Jaden Daniels there. Penix Jr., good year. Not a Jaden Daniels year. Marvin Harrison shouldn't be in that conversation, even though he had an exceptional year at wide receiver for Ohio State. So this is not going to slow down. Next week, probably going to start getting to some bowl previews because we need to let you know what these teams are going to be facing off against. Who's going to even be suiting up? Who's going to be playing? What are the depth charts going to look like? We'll get to all of those. Do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, please click subscribe. We always need you to do that. You can always watch or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to those. We always suggest the five-star like, by the way. If you can do that, we definitely appreciate it. Like this video as well, and we'll be back with more Cube Show next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.